This episode contains descriptions of violence and sexual assault. Discretion is advised. This is the cul-de-sac insomniac, and I'm Ophelia. And I'm Tori, and we're going to keep you up all night. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. It's it's finally starting to get like a little slightly bit warm here. Just so nice. And then today it snowed. So yeah. Well, because I'm I'm working remotely, but I have to go into the office tomorrow to switch out because my laptop's about to die, so I'm getting a new one. Ooh. And of course, it's been like. Beautiful weather all the way leading up to it, and from Tuesday on, it's going to be really nice. But of course, tomorrow it's going to be ridiculous like 14 degrees, some ridiculous thing like that. Like the one day I have to leave my cocoon, Mm -hmm. yeah, because that's just the way that it always goes every damn time. But no, I'm good. I had dinner, I had my little vino, Mm -hmm. so um, I'm all set, ready to go. That's awesome. But I don't have any freaky... I don't have anything. Nothing creepy has happened. And, yeah. and then I, I've been watching like Paranormal Caught on Camera, so I'm afraid to look at the feed for the Blink Home system. So I don't know. We might be catching things. Okay. But now I just... I watch it. And of course, I always watch it when my husband is... It, because if my husband is around, I just let him, you know, watch whatever. He'll watch sports or whatever. But when he's not home... That's when I watch all the stuff. And then now, and then I don't want to look at my home security system. So, you know. No, it's too scary. I figure it'll let me know. I, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to see some spectral thing floating around. No, I don't think so either. A, a bird flew by at once when I was watching, scared the bejesus out of me. As it should. Yeah, birds are frankly scary, so. <laughs> They're little dinosaurs. That's exactly what they are. That's exactly what they are. Me and my dad went to the beach one time during the winter, and he started feeding seagulls popcorn on one side of me. And I was like, hey, I don't really like love when seagulls are like about to attack me. And then he went on the other side of me and started feeding them popcorn over there. So, of course, now the seagulls are too dumb to all go over to where the new popcorn is. So now I'm just fucking surrounded by seagulls. So, yeah, that was traumatizing for me personally. Did he just make a circle in French fries or popcorn, whatever, around you? Right, yeah, it's like a salt circle except with popcorn. Like a reverse salt circle, it attracts the stuff you don't want. Exactly. That's good, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it was great. I had a great time that day, being almost attacked by fucking seagulls. Beach pigeons. Beach pigeons, that's exactly what they are. Little trash mongrels, realistically. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I haven't had anything spooky to me happen this week, but there has been some true crime stuff going on. I don't know, have you been hearing about um, the Sarah Everard case in England? That's really sad. Yes. Oh, that's, that's just... awful. And the thing about it, so I don't know if our listeners have heard about it, this woman who um, disappeared from a busy London street. It was about 9 p.m. She was walking home, 
and was found dead 50 miles away and they arrested a police officer. But the thing is, what's so creepy is that London has like those closed circuit TVs all over the place. Mm -hmm. England does, but especially London. Right. And so they have, they have her on camera a few places, but she just like falls off the map and I guess the street was pretty busy and no one saw anything. So I don't know if it's because it was a police officer. He maybe said, oh, could you come with me or made up something? I, it, yeah. It must have been something that didn't attract any attention at first. But and then the um, yeah, their uh, their police chief or commissioner, whatever the equivalent is, said, you know, we know people are upset and they're they're very tense, but we're going to have a lot of extra police officers on the streets to protect. And I'm the people and I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make anyone feel better because. Right. That's, you know, was one of you. That's not going to (laughs) help. Exactly. No, it's so sad. And like reading, she did all of those things that like you're supposed to do, which is like already like the fact that there are things that we're supposed to do is just really fucked up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mm -hmm. she took like the well-lit route and she wore really bright clothes and she wore sneakers and she like checked in with her boyfriend to tell him that she was leaving. But like still like, you know, it's just really, really depressing. It's really sad. So I I don't think he could have come up to her and said, hey, do you want to, you know, I need your help. I think she would have told somebody or had, she seemed pretty sensible. I think she would have known Yeah. to cost, I don't know how he could have taken her so by surprise and yet um, nobody saw anything. But we, we have her image on TV, but it, he must, I don't know. That's. Yeah, it's really crazy. That's scary, man. It's just you've feel like you do all these things to protect yourself and ultimately it really doesn't matter I feel like it but but you know we'll always go into this conversation about what your she was doing and what she could have done and what she we why why isn't the conversation what are we doing to stop these criminals what are we doing right yeah that's hopefully like because I feel like honestly this kind of stuff like happens not infrequently you know what I mean like this is no it's not unusual so I'm hoping that this can become you know a conversation about how it's not actually on women to dress a certain way to not get fucking murdered I mean nuns get raped and murdered grandmothers in their own homes get you know attacked raped and murdered so you know that whole argument it just it, I hate that argument because it's someone else, your lack of control and your inability to respect someone else's personhood is not the problem of your victim. Well, it is, but it's not the, it's not the responsibility of your victim. It's their problem, but it's not their responsibility. Absolutely. I don't like us a lot of times. I'm not going to lie. No, no, it's not great. But uh, in other news, I don't know if you're familiar with the Kendrick Johnson case at all, um, but that case is going to be, the investigation is going to be reopened, so hopefully we can get some actual answers on what happened to him. Uh, Have you heard about that at all? Refresh my memory. It sounds familiar, but... Yeah, this was, I don't don't remember what year it was exactly, I should have looked it up before, but um, not that long ago, uh, Kendrick Johnson was a teenager and he was found in a high school, like, rolled up, basically, in a high school gym Oh, I do know that story. I do know that story. 
Yeah, yeah really, I, really no, sad. I'm not and like, that at all. his family, his family never really got answers, which is really sad. So hopefully, um, they'll be. I mean, I think that the investigation wasn't done particularly well the first time around, from my memory yeah. of it. Um, but hopefully, it being reinvestigated, um, you know, they can get some answers about what happened to him. Because it's really sad. Okay, now I can't let my kid go to school anymore. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not really a fan of anyway. There's right. like all kinds of things that can happen to you in school. I went to school. <laughs> yeah, same. It's, it's full of danger. Constantly all the time. And I went, you want to talk about dangerous, I went to a Catholic girls' school, so I mean that's... That is dangerous. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, top you're three in danger. most dangerous places in America. Trust me. Yeah, all the time, you are all the time. danger. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, spiritually, emotionally, physically, <laughs> you're in danger. Yes, yes. So, absolutely, you can't get away all from it. Right. So, what are we? Uh, what are we ruining for people this week? Uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh, baked goods. I think we're gonna ruin today for everybody. Ooh. Baked goods. Yeah. So today, I'm gonna be telling you the story of the Drury Lane Dicer. Yeah. Yes. So, the <laughs> yes. so enthusiastic, Ophelia. <laughs> someone actually, I got some feedback, and someone did tell me that I could sound a little less like I'm enjoying these the murder. horrible, horrible <laughs> tales. And I said, I really, I can't. No, it's not, it's not possible. No. Thanks for the input. <laughs> It's not going to happen, but thanks. It really, no. So sorry. Wish that it could, but it just can't. That's funny. So, the Drury Lane Dicer might just be England's first serial killer, though there's a lot more lore and legend than there is fact about his life and possible crimes. So, Frederick Thomas Linwood, the alleged Drury Lane Dicer, was born in 1563 and was a baker on Drury Lane. During this time, middle-class families would have fresh food, like bread and other baked goods delivered to their homes every morning. For bakers, this amounted to an incredibly difficult lifestyle, with the workday starting at around 11 p.m., uh, although they could take a nap during the time that the dough was rising, and then constant difficult work through the night in a 90-degree kitchen. Sometimes they were even so busy that they would have to knead the bread or knead the dough with their feet. So pass. <laughs> That's a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend going back in time and eating any bread no, or or working in a bakery. Right, like literally all of it don't don't go back to 15 whatever. It's probably just a good rule of thumb. I worked in a bakery in my 20s and it was tough enough with everything we have now. Oh, right, giant electric could you imagine medieval bakery. No wonder. <sighs> I'd go on a killing spree too. I don't blame them. I'm telling right, you right same. now. I mean, how could you not, really? <laughs> yep. I'm Team Dicer. <laughs> so, at this time, uh, a favorite breakfast food was the English muffin. Well, in England, they just called it the muffin. But for our purposes, I'm going to call it the English muffin. Uh, and Linwood would deliver these, as well as other bread products, really early in the morning. 
And after what I just told you, you might think that having as many bakers in the area as possible wouldn't be that bad since they were this busy. Linwood apparently didn't feel that way. He didn't appreciate the competition in his neighborhood and apparently murdered seven rival bakers in order to keep all of the local customers to himself because he just really, really loved kneading dough with his feet for some reason. <laughs> Times seven. I don't understand. Uh, around I wonder if he baked them into anything, like a meat pie or something. Ooh, we shall see. Oh, okay. All right. Woohoo! Uh, around 1589, Lidwood became overwhelmed with the number of children who were causing chaos in his bakery. So he did what any sane person would do. He tortured and murdered one of those children with a wooden spoon. Well, you know. Because, of course, what else are you going to do when children are being annoying but murder them? with a wooden spoon. Of course. That'll learn them? Yeah. Well, not for very long, since they're now dead. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> Some legends say that he didn't stop there. He'd supposedly tie a string to a muffin left on a stoop and would pull it away from the child who's about to pick it up. The child would then follow the muffin, ultimately leading them to the clutches of Linwood, who would knock them out again with a wooden spoon, because this is apparently the only weapon that he had access to, obviously. We got in trouble with my mother for doing that one time. We had, like put a wallet, it was an empty wallet on the sidewalk and hid. <laughs> and it was like on a little fishing line and they'd go to pick it up and we'd pull it <laughs> and they'd go to pick it up and then we got caught. And another thing we did is we glued change to the sidewalk. <laughs> like, we were much worse than any of you guys, like us as kids. Cause you know, back in the day, you just had a bunch of kids and then sent them outside to the world and let the world worry about them. You said, I don't want to see you again until 7 PM. Yeah, basically. And so we were just, why just, you know, go out and just do mischief. And, and then we'd get caught. And so anyway, I kind of feel, you know, I, I, I feel a little solidarity with the, with the dicer. We, we didn't trap anybody up, but we did, we did the first part. Well, that's, you know, so you say. It's important to know when to stop, when the, pr when the prank is over. <laughs> I think that's absolutely true. Other stories say that children were not his only victims. He'd also lure women to his bakery with muffins and other baked goods where he would kill them and eat them but the children didn't have quite the same fate. Instead, they were ground up and used in the dough for the English muffins themselves. Not really feeling like an English muffin anytime soon. That, that got Game of Thrones real fast. <laughs> real fast. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Linwood was apparently known to be dangerous, so children were taught a song to remember to avoid him. And I absolutely am not going to sing anything on this podcast ever, but you're probably already very familiar with the words. The song goes like this. Yeah. Oh, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? Yes, I know the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man, the Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane. I'm quite sure I learned this song from Barney. Like, I, I feel strongly about that. <laughs> That's where I learned this song. <laughs> Which is pretty disturbing <laughs> when you think about it. 
So the song, though it probably began in a pretty small area, grew to become well-known in the UK and the US, as well as the Netherlands. Some versions substitute Drury Lane for Dorset Lane or Cherry Lane, and in the Netherlands, rather than the Muffin Man, the song is instead about a muscle man who lives in Scheveningen <laughs> rather than on Drury Lane. <laughs> And muscle is in, like, the food thing that you eat, not, like, big, strong man muscles. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Oh, got you, got you. But I, okay, so I have a question. Yeah. So people knew he was dangerous. They knew all these people were coming up missing. Yep. But were they still buying bread from him? Well, he killed all the other bakers. What are they going to do? Not eat muffins? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we have a, you have a choice here. Uh, you could drive that loon out of town, <laughs> drive that lunatic out of town, and save your children. But the muffins are pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, we don't really have a choice. I know? mean, I would drive him out of town, and it's true. I can't find little Thomas. But have you tasted that blueberry muffin? I mean. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Well, and like bread in general. Like, okay, okay, I'll skip the English muffin today, but yeah. like, how long can, you know, I, I need the bread personally. So I can kind of understand where they're coming from with this, you know? I mean, you could throw a loaf of bread in your own oven. That, See, that's a thing. I'm but just during saying. the like 15 whatevers, they were pretty busy doing like literally everything else, you know? <laughs> so I think that's kind of why. Thresh, threshing. Exactly. Threshing and gathering. All that I other stuff. I think there stuff. was a lot of that milking. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you understand. So, sometime later, the song was adapted into a game where a second singer would answer the question, changing the line to be, the two of us know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane. And the game can actually be played with many players, with each player increasing the number uh, of who knows the Muffin Man by one. Ultimately... Between 1589 and 1598, Linwood allegedly murdered seven rival bakers, 15 children, and an unknown number of women. He died in 1612, but the song is still very well known. The heck? Weren't these his customers? Yes. Yeah, so not but, very like, smart business-wise. You know? <laughs> like, wouldn't it help if you didn't murder the people that were going to pay you for the bread? I, you know? I would think... Seems obvious. I mean, okay, you murdered the rival bakers. I guess we sort of get that. I mean, it's not cool. Still not right. cool, but, you know. The customer murder. Not great. But now you're just knocking off the customers. Yeah, yeah. But there are quite a few reasons why this story may not be true at all. So the first records of the song, supposedly sung during the late 16th and early 17th centuries to warn children of the Drury Lane Dicer, don't actually appear written down until 1820 in a book called The Singing Game by Opie and Opie. And the story actually seems to have started on a website called Uncyclopedia, a website that defines itself as the content-free encyclopedia. So the article claims, <laughs> yeah, the article claims that a movie called Drury Lane Dicer starring Tom Cruise told the story, but I could find <laughs> literally no evidence that that story, that that movie ever existed. It also is, says... Is that the th Mandela effect? <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. Maybe it happened in right. that other universe. It's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. 
Uh, it also says that the story of Hansel and Gretel actually evolved from the story of the Muffin Man and that Jack the Ripper himself may have been a pastry chef. <laughs> So there's a lot of good stuff in this article. Uh, it was written sometime before 2008. On. There's a lot going on. It was written sometime before 2008, but has seen, but uh, it's gained a lot of traction pretty recently, like in the last few months. I want to read you like a couple of tidbits from this article because it's really good. So first, I'm going to list for you how each of the seven rival bakers were murdered. Chef Randall drowned in brownie batter. Chef William, brain beaten to death, which is just right to the point. Brain beaten to death. <laughs> Here's the information. Chef Carver, too much bam with a matchlock. <laughs> <laughs> Chef George, flattened with pin. Chef David, cooked to a golden brown. Chef Aaron, shaked and baked. Chef Adam, killed with a mortar after tripping over a pestle. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So there's a lot of good stuff in here. I really recommend you check out this article with the knowledge that literally none of these things are facts. Uh, I want to read you a little bit of the trivia also. Uh, let's see. Uh, Starbucks plans to release the glazed pagan pastry in honor of the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man had several kids, though he retained custody of none of them after divorce, divorce with his wife Chippy, the neighbor's, neighbor's goat. Uh, let's see. He was referenced once and visited once in the Shrek trilogy, though there's no evidence that he had a French accent, nor is there evidence that he had the mental capacity to create a giant gingerbread man. <laughs> so I would say this is a very fun read. Again, as long as you acknowledge there is literally no information in this article. <laughs> Everything I've told you today was a lie, except for the information about what it was like to be a baker, because I'm pretty sure that's all accurate. Well do we know if there was anybody by that name who even existed or where he... Seems like no. Where he lived? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, in January of this year, Sarah Cottrell wrote an article on Medium detailing the crimes of the Drury Lane Dicer. And in February, so just last month, someone with the username Jack Glitched on TikTok posted a video claiming that baker Frederick Thomas Linwood murdered seven pastry chefs and 15 children, mentioning the Tom Cruise movie, pretty clearly referring directly to the Encyclopedia article or the article on Medium, which pretty much had all the same information as was in the Encyclopedia article. Uh, and after that, the story blew up, which caused Snopes to actually look into the story and ultimately determine that the claims were unproven. But I found some interesting takes, actually, looking at the comments on the Medium article, which you know how that always goes. Um, uh -huh. But one commenter named Tony Atkinson remembered learning the song from his parents and grandparents in the 1960s. And rather than Drury Lane, they called the street Jewry Lane. And Old Jewry was apparently a Jewish ghetto in London that was demolished in 1290. And this commenter posited that the song could actually be a lot more sinister even than what uh, the story of Frederick Thomas Linwood is. Rather than a serial killer, the Muffin Man was a Jewish man who committed the anti-Semitic trope of blood libel, which is the act of kidnapping and murdering a Christian child. Mm -hmm. And while this story would have to go back a lot further than the story of Frederick Thomas Linwood, I think it's definitely an interesting take to think of that kind of making its way all the way through time. Mm -hmm. 
And there's another commenter, K.O. Weber Bohr, who believes the song is actually a lot simpler. They specifically were talking about the version sung in the Netherlands, you know, about the muscle man. And they said the song simply teaches children about the conjugation of verbs. Do you know the Muffin Man? Yes, I know the Muffin Man. Together, we know the Muffin Man. Which I think, honestly, like that sounds like the most <laughs> realistic explanation for what this song is about, especially in another language. Yep. So I think we can solidly say that while the story of Frederick Thomas Linwood is fun, it's almost definitely just that and not a true story at all. So for my sources, I read that Medium article that I told you about, um, an article on the English history author's blog spot, which is about baking in Victorian England. Uh, another article that was on BertVanZantwick.com, uh, that encyclopedia article, and Snopes.com. So I hope you enjoyed that definitely not true tale of crime. I, I did enjoy that. And I like the point where the part where it's probably not true because I mo know. most of yours were pretty definitely true. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was very fun for me this week to be able to research something that super <laughs> didn't happen and no children got murdered. Well, I have one that definitely did happen, but um, it's not super scary because it's, it's so long ago. So... You ruined um, the Muffin Man. Mm -hmm. I am also going to ruin a nursery rhyme because we've ruined most of childhood. So of let's take what's left. And I'm going to ruin the nursery rhyme, Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. Most of us are aware of this popular nursery rhyme, but if you're not, it goes like this. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty mates all in a row. To say that the Mary referred to in this, in this nursery rhyme was contrary is basically the understatement of several centuries. Ooh. That's because it's none other than Queen Mary I, daughter of Henry VIII and his first wife, Catherine of Aragon. Oh. So if you, if you slept through history class, um, Henry VIII wanted to divorce Catherine and marry Anne Boleyn, but the Pope wouldn't let him. Mm -hmm. So he did the only reasonable thing and started a whole new religion and launched the English Reformation, which is a nice way of saying people butchering one another by the thousands for decades over religion. So when Mary came to the throne after her father's death, she tried to pull a reverse reformation and tried to convert England back to Catholicism again, which was going contrary to the wishes of most of her subjects as they were generally quite content not answering to Rome. Mm -hmm. So Mary also did the only reasonable thing and started dispossessing, torturing, and executing her Protestant subjects by the hundreds because really what else can you do right right this sounds like a really fun time to be alive yeah so her reign which lasted from 1553 to 1558 that's weird too it's it's close to the time the frame of your time. story but uh, yeah well yeah it was a pretty great time because a lot of those nursery rhymes come from this time frame and mean something horrible and that just gives you an insight of like when these are the kids songs it was a rough time to be alive. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely true. So she she reigned from 1553 to 1558, and her reign basically became known for the execution of hundreds of Protestants for heresy, which is why separation of church and state is a good thing. And we're glad mm-hmm. we have it. Absolutely. Um, so the silver bells were a type of thumb screw that crushed the thumb between two hard surfaces when the screws were tightened. No! And cockle shells were a torture device that was attached to a person's genitalia. Uh. And not in the fun way, (laughs) but more in the, hey, why don't you change your religion kind of way. Yikes. Both of these sound very bad. The pretty maids all in a row have a double meaning. The first refers to the hundreds of women burnt at the stake for the crime of being Protestant. And see, (laughs) the second refers to a contraption known as the maiden that was used to keep victims in place so they could be beheaded. And see, I'm not a very religious person. So if someone came to me and said, hey, change your religion or we're going to do that. I'm like, okay, you got it, bro. I'm assuming that a lot of people did do that. And these are just the holdout that the reason hundreds are killed and not thousands is because thousands probably just said, yeah, no. okay, all right. You got it. We'll do that. Yeah, for real. We're not fussy. Uh Uh-uh, not that fussy. So when they used to behead people, I guess people would, like, run around. There was this Countess of Salisbury who was famous for trying... She just kept running away from the executioner, and he was just hacking at her with the sacks and ended up hacking her to death, but she went went down swinging. So they they invented this device known as the Maiden. And a related story is that there was this lord in Scotland, I think his name was Lord Morton, I had just read about him the other day, who was the first one in Scotland to advise the king to to um, start using the maiden for his enemies and got blueprints and had one made and then turned out he fell out of favor with the king and turned out to be the first one they used it on. So, oh, <laughs> ouch. That blows. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, that's a fucking bummer. Yeah. When, when, you know, things don't go the way you planned. Mm, seriously. Queen Mary I became so notorious for her persecution of Protestants that she came to be known as Bloody Mary. The tales of Bloody Mary's exploits eventually gave rise to the legend of Bloody Mary, the game that so many of us played when we were kids where we stood in darkened bathrooms, called out to Bloody Mary, and tried to summon her image in the mirror. Some legends attribute these sightings to a woman named Mary Worth, who was burnt to death in the 1860s by villagers in England for practicing witchcraft. But tales of summoning Bloody Mary go back further than that time. There are a number of skeptics who have attempted to explain away the Bloody Mary phenomenon, but we're not about that life. I have never personally had any luck summoning Bloody Mary, but I'm about to tell you some stories of people who did. Okay, I think you've had a lot of luck if you have not summoned Bloody Mary, personally. That sounds very <laughs> lucky to me. I, I, see, this is one where this one isn't too scary to me because this one is just easy to avoid. Don't summon Bloody Mary. Right. See, I think I've told the story on the podcast before, though, where I thought the toilet in the bathroom started flushing by itself. And I was like, oh, no, Bloody Mary's going to come here. Even though I didn't try to summon her, the toilets in this bathroom are just broken. So... Well, I always felt like she was going to come for me anyway. 
So there are different ways to try to summon Bloody Mary. Some say do this 13 times, some say her name 13 times, some say turn around while saying her name, and one of them is flushing the toilet while saying her name a certain number of times. So I didn't even mm-hmm. know that till I looked. I know you told me that story. Mm-hmm. So, but apparently that that's one of the ways that they try to summon Bloody Mary. So it's I've never known of someone to have. Bloody Mary almost summoned by accident, but it makes sense it would be one of us. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, that tracks. Yep. So, and it was um, in a Catholic school too, so she probably would have been extra mad. And and you know, I went to Catholic school too, and you know, they just—they're the creepiest places ever. They're like, hey, this place seems creepy and full of demonic energy. Yeah. Let's put a school here. Yeah. Let's just throw some kids in there, see what happens. Pretty much. So I went to some of my favorite websites. As um, I'm going to start off with stories from Reddit. I'll put all my actual sources at the end, but these stories are from Reddit. We're going to start mm-hmm. off. And these are people who tried to summon Bloody Mary, and it pretty much went as planned. Oh, boy. Um, so this first story, I, I won't read out the names, but if you follow the links I put up, you'll just see them. When I was around 15... Me and my cousin did the Bloody Mary thing for kicks. We didn't believe in her, as most said the legend changes. We had to touch the mirror in a dark room and say her name three times. We did it not expecting anything, but we were looking in a mirror and a green entity appeared. Not Bloody Mary, but something else. Now the bathroom had a mirrored medicine cabinet right next to the other mirror. The green entity lit up the mirror so that they both looked like funhouse mirrors. We tried to turn on the light to make it go away, but the switch and door handle had disappeared for about five to ten minutes. It freaked us out so much that my cousin won't even let her kids or nieces and nephews mention Bloody Mary in front of her. I know it wasn't Bloody Mary, but a dark, sinister entity. To this day, I will not go into a dark bathroom. It now causes panic attacks. I believe that the legend isn't about summoning Mary but about summoning dark forces. Some will experience the entity and others nothing. It wasn't the first time we tried, but it was the last. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, absolutely it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh my goodness, that'd be so... <laughs> I, see, I am kind of like that too. Like, I never tried to do the Bloody Mary thing because I was so terrified of it and I like heard stories that like maybe they were true, yeah. maybe they weren't true. Like, one of my friends mm-hmm. said that they did it one time and like the, like nothing happened and then the next day... Her friend, yeah. like, looked in the mirror and only saw a skeleton, which, fuck, no, thank you. Uh-huh. I don't want that. And then she uh-huh. woke up the next day and just had, like, little uh-huh. tiny cuts all over her entire body. And they told me this when I was, like, five oh, or something. No. So I, I never played around with that shit. But, no, I, like, I still don't really like it when I'm in the bathroom and it's dark. I, I'm never going to be okay with that. I wonder if any of these incantations or whatever actually work or if it's just intent like just the fact you're just inviting something you shouldn't invite into your world into it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like you just, um, this next one says, I forgot what age I was, but we were at camp and about to go on a trip into a forest preserve. Well, there's your first mistake. But um, anyway, Uh so (laughs) this is going south already. (laughs) Yeah. So we used the outside bathroom that was rather dusty and dirty with a really old mirror in it. Second mistake. We did Bloody Mary right, <laughs> right. We did Bloody Mary right before we left. I mean, you know. Okay. I don't want to blame people for the bad things that happened to them. 
it's you know okay. <sighs> yeah is it victim blaming if you actively if you summon a, a demon making it yeah. happen to yourself <laughs> if you summoned a demon in a dirty outhouse in a forest okay yeah so so they leave and the whole time on the bus headed into the forest preserve the three of us kept seeing this dark shadowy figure on the side of the road we thought it just us was just us being scared until another kid spoke up and say hey is anybody seeing that (laughs) (laughs) at which point some kid who had nothing to do with it is like ah Anybody see the shadow following us? You're like, oh. Hey, uh, is that a demon ju- back there? I don't. <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> oh my god. It keeps following us. My friend asked him to explain, and he explained exactly what we were seeing. When we got to the forest preserve, the four of us went with a couple of other kids to explore. See, this is the part in every horror film mm-hmm. where they get you. We kept hearing creaking and snapping around us as we walked. And we didn't know if that was just normal sounds or us making sounds in the forest, but we found some old picnic tables and sat down not far from the bus. The table shook as we sat on it. While we were all sitting, it shook again as if someone just sat down. So we got up and started Mm. to head back and the noises picked up again. When we got back, we were very scared. For the next few weeks, we never went back to that bathroom and we used the more modern one. Yeah, I, there was a I, more I feel modern like, one. Yeah, yeah, you weren't just using. Oh my god! At the beginning, I, I've done it as a joke because everybody talked about it. I was completely alone at that time. At first, I was mirror gazing a while. Then I said three times, "Bloody Mary!" I looked into the mirror, and nothing happened. After that, I washed my hands, and when I looked into the mirror again, there was this entity. It was completely black with yellow eyes. It had white teeth, and it started smiling at me in a malevolent way. Behind this entity, everything was in flames. I was in a big room surrounded by mirrors, and everything was in flames. Until that day, I didn't take it seriously, but this changed my mind completely. I had some experiences before, but this was the most intense one. Wouldn't recommend it to anyone. (laughs) He gave Bloody Mary a bad Yelp preview. (laughs) One star would not recommend to a friend. Would not Bloody Mary again. Oh my god. No, that's terrifying. I I would just be screaming so loud forever and ever. Yeah. I would just never stop screaming after this. These couple of stories come from a site called The Lineup. And um, Marissa and her friend had just finished watching an eerie episode of Ghost Whisperer and Marissa wanted to scare her friend, which was one of her favorite activities. <laughs> So Marissa looked into her living room mirror, spun three times, saying Bloody Mary. No ghost appeared, so she went to the bathroom to try again. Against the warning of her friend, Marissa shut off the lights, closed the door, and repeated the chant. When she looked into the mirror this time, there was still nothing. Disappointed, she was about to flip on the light when she caught a glimpse of something. She looked closer and discovered a black and white woman with her mouth open wide. Marissa expected a scream from the apparition, but found only dead, terrifying silence. The woman in the mirror lifted her arms, and Marissa saw that her hands were bright red, not with polish, but with blood. Her fingernails had been torn off. 
the hands reached out from behind, hands then reached out from behind Marissa and grabbed her shoulders. No. No. Marissa's scream turned on the light and ran from the bathroom. (laughs) That's the end of the Oh my freaking goodness. That's creepy. That's horrifying. Yeah. But that actually, I have heard, so I heard or watched, I think, I don't know where, but some TV show that was like about Bloody Mary and it said that Bloody Mary was actually, I don't know if it's that like Mary Worth that you were talking about before, but she basically got buried alive and she's called Bloody Mary because she like tried to scratch her way out of the coffin. Uh, and uh, ripped off all of her fingernails, which is just the worst thing I've ever heard. And I was so probably like terrifying. Right, the worst thing in the world. And I, after I watched that, again was so terrified. And then I had to go take a shower, but I just had to sit in my bathroom for like 15 <laughs> minutes reading a book that was not terrifying before I was able to like physically get myself <laughs> into the shower because I was so freaked out. Uh, when was this? Uh, I was probably like 12. Too old? Yeah. What about it? (laughs) (laughs) Katie was only nine years old when she and her friends decided to attempt Bloody Mary at her house one weekend. The five friends carefully carried candles to the bathroom and began chanting Bloody Mary. As they chanted, an old woman with cuts across her face and chains around her neck and shoulders appeared in the mirror. Suddenly, the shower curtain went up in flames and the girls fled the bathroom. An older boy ran in and put out the fire. Although the girls were blamed for the curtain catching fire, they claimed that the candles were much too far away to have caused it. 25 years later, Katie has never been tempted to try calling Bloody Mary again. (laughs) Wonder why? Started a real (laughs) actual fire? That's bonkers. (laughs) That's insane. And that's another thing that freaks me out with these stories when they talk about, like, you think, oh, it's an apparition or it's a ghost. It can't do anything. But, like, what if it can? What if it can start a fire or throw a knife at you or something like i've heard stories of people like oh yeah this thing it threw something at me or it i woke up and i had strangle marks around my neck like wait they can they can do stuff now Uh, like that's not no 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 no. that's not acceptable to me i'm not i'm not into that i did not sign up for that no 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 i don't want that no that's horrifying these next couple of stories are from Thought Catalog, another mm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend did Bloody Mary a while ago. We flushed the toilet and said Bloody Mary three times. All of a sudden, a face popped up into the mirror. My friend was so scared she couldn't breathe. I slapped her in the face and she ran <laughs> out and left me in there all alone. Wonder why. <laughs> so... what a reaction I was scared of what was going to happen next I tried to run out but the door wouldn't open for me even though it was unlocked oh my god I turned and looked and and the face was, was back in the mirror I saw her holding a baby then she threw it to me but I didn't catch it it just disappeared I turned on the light and there was blood on the mirror and I had a red mark on my face, and so did my friend. Even though she was already out of the room. It was so creepy, I still have that red mark, and so does she. We can only see it in the mirror when we turn off the lights. The weird oh. thing is, no one can see it but us. 
Oh, that's creepy. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, creepy. she has it because you slapped her in the face, to be fair. Like, I cannot identify. <laughs> she has it forever. <laughs> also, like, oh, I couldn't open the door because it was locked. No, your friend was holding the door closed because you just fucking slapped her in the face. Because she just, she probably didn't see anything. You just turned on her and started hitting her and she was right. like, what? She's like, all right, you're going to, you're going to stay in there and hang out for a little bit. Cool down. <laughs> you're going to cool off is what you're going to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then when she turned on the light and had blood on the mirror, it's probably you probably slapped your friend so hard you caused a nosebleed. <laughs> We're going to put that one in the category of might not be paranormal. Might be your friend that you slapped for no reason, according to her. We chanted Bloody Mary three times and nothing happened. So we just laughed it off and turned the lights on. We were lying on the floor getting ready to go to bed when we heard someone walking up and down the hallway and we knew we were the only ones home. Then I saw the hall light come on and my bathroom door flew open and the tap started running full force and the shower came on. My friend Macy went and turned everything off and suddenly it was calm. Then we heard someone drumming their fingers on my door outside the hall. We all held our hands up to show we weren't doing it. No, thank you. No, thank you. And it kept going. I don't want any part of that. I jumped... (laughs) I jumped up and flung the door open and it stopped. Then my closet doors burst open. (gasps) No! What the hell? (laughs) What the hell is going on? Oh my god, I hate this. We started praying that it would stop and suddenly it did. Nothing has happened since and I'm so glad. But see, I always wonder when people talk about I got up and I opened the door to see what was there and I got up. Like, what's your, then what? What's your plan? Yeah. I'll punch that demon right in the face. I don't. I don't know. Or that person who's not supposed to be in my house. Like, what's your, what's, what's step two? Right, right. Of a person who's not supposed to be in your house and decides to go like, on your door, because that's somehow not fucking, like, what, what is their next step, do you think? If they're going to tap on your door, yeah, I don't think they're, like, seeing normal. But I mean, grab some, or get get out a window. Get out of there, maybe. Or grab something to take with you. Yeah. So those are my stories of Bloody Mary. Creepy. Ah, oh, very creepy. I will not be going to the bathroom ever again. Um, just gonna put that out there. Well, just don't, just don't do the Bloody Mary thing. Just but don't see, do it. Oh, so people don't, aren't gonna know this hopefully because it's gonna get edited out. But we had a huge glitch in the middle of the podcast and all sorts of problems, and you're not gonna hear it because it's gonna get edited mm-hmm. out. But we had all sorts of issues in the middle of this and I think I must have said the phrase at least three times on this podcast I bet that's what happened Ophelia why don't do that well because I'm telling the story because I'm just telling but I bet you I've probably said it at least three times just in the course of telling the stories wow I bet you that's why we glitched yeah I'll I'll you're never gonna find me in the bathroom ever again I'm just going to be holding it for the rest of my life. So that'll be fun. Thank you very much. It's getting pretty late, so we're going to wrap this up tonight. Um, If you want to keep doing this to yourself and you want to keep terrifying yourself, follow us um, on Facebook at Cul-de-Sac Insomniac. We're also on Twitter now and Instagram. Both uh, Twitter is CDSI Pod. And Instagram is Caldesac Insomniac. You could go to our site, caldesacinsomniac.com, where we 
play we have our episodes you can listen to there we also have all of our show notes image music credits um all of our sources will be up there and oh my sources were vagabond.com scrobius.livejournal.com highnoonbooks.com mentalfloss.com reddit.com thelineup.com and thoughtcatalog.com and we if you would listen to us on apple Podcasts, give us a like give us a five-star review say something nice about us it makes us feel good it helps with the algorithm and if you have any stories that you want us to research any true crime paranormal anything that's happened to you and you want us to read us on air you want us to read it on air or you just want to tell us how much you like the show hit us up at cul-de-sac at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you And thank you all for listening, and we will see you in two more weeks. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.